Hey, this is Farah Hanafnan representing everyday Black millennial women of multiple faiths and cultures here at Rooted Black Girls. Today, we're talking about a very triggering conversation for the both of us. We're talking about the older sister conflicts. What does it mean? How do we show up? How does that affect our relationships and our lives? Whether you are one or whether you can relate to having one, sit back and write out with us. How are you? Salam. How are you, Farah? I'm doing well. I'm trying to be chipper right now because we're about to talk about something that's serious. <laughs> Listen, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. And the debrief when we we're talking about like the topics, I was like, oh, you about to go. This is good. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. So let me give you a little preface here. Okay. All so right. um, a few years ago, before Tulum was hot, all my friends say like, you always try to be on top of something before it's hot. And I'm like, yes, yeah. everyone's wearing Jordans now. Everyone's been wearing Jordans, but it's yeah. really like popular now. And I'm now I'm like, yeah. what's the new thing I got? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Cause I'm tired. Cause I see <laughs> it everywhere. Right. Right. So, um, but anyways, uh, so we went to Tulum, a whole bunch of us, there was like seven or eight women who all went to Tulum in oh, 2017. Michelle. Yeah, uh-huh. it was a great trip. We had a pool on the rooftop. We were vibing, you know? And then there was at some point, maybe a few hours into the trip, we were like, why is this running so efficiently? <laughs> this is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. I don't got to tell nobody to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like being proactive in, in doing stuff, you know? Um, it was just fascinating. And then when we started postulating, we we're like, yo, why are we all the eldest and, and the eldest sister, the eldest woman in the, in the, the, the lineup of like siblings? Oh, man. And when we saw that, we were like, yo, this is running a little too smoothly. Like we almost need those characters, right? Like our yes. siblings are just like, loud, gotta add a tune, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta talk to the oh other siblings God. so that they don't pop off to this one, right? Oh, goodness. Then, you know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, go into it any further, but it was just like fascinating. The whole trip, we were like, it was running too efficiently to the point where people were like, oh, we're, we're almost uh, out of toilet paper. I got to go run to the store, you know, like, wow, just <laughs> super like, smooth. Mashallah. We were just like thinking two or three or four steps ahead before. Yeah. You, right. So then it had me thinking when we were mm-hmm. talking about the episode ideas, like, Afnan. I was like, Afnan, where are you? I knew that you were the eldest sister. And then you were like, no, I'm the oldest too. And I was like, yeah. yo, you're, why weren't you on this trip, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so now oh, I'm man. like, Afnan, you being the eldest sister, the eldest child and mm-hmm. a woman at that, mm-hmm. what did that do to you? And what, what, what in that, because of your placement, like, what did you notice? What's the conditioning there? How did, and I know you've gone through therapy and how has that shown up in like adult relationships? Wow. That's an excellent question. So what I will say is that I realized I was conditioned to looking for things to fix because I got a lot of like really positive attention, a lot of recognition, a lot of, um, of praise when I was being proactive, right? So when I took something off of my parents' plate and they didn't have to worry about this child or whatever because I was on it, I got a lot of positive recognition. I got a lot of um, praise. And then on the other hand, I think I 
I didn't get afforded the opportunity to miss things like that. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm hypersensitive about, about paying attention. Like, Oh, it's coming. Oh, look at this. Oh, da, 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 da. almost like a traumatic response. Like if you weren't paying attention to those things. And I think as a kid, you don't get to be a kid in the sense, like everybody else gets to just, you know, in the moment, like, no check in, hello, turn your adult brain on, let's go. And I think, in my adult life that has um, sometimes made it a little bit difficult to be present and not always be on go and thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I think it also contributes a lot to like my achiever mindset. Like if I'm not achieving, I'm failing. There's no such thing as just being right. You're not actively pursuing the next thing and the next thing. If you're not excelling, if, if you're not being excellent in everything that you do, um, you are not just responsible for you, but then somehow everything everybody else does is, is a reflection of you. And it's like, it's insane. hello. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, you know, I feel like, and just as you said, I felt like I was anticipating other people's needs. Yes, uh, that's such a big especially one. Especially my parents, right? I knew that if I didn't take care of my siblings in a certain way, that it was, I was getting it in a few seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were getting a whooping, you know, Ooh. like if someone was get, wasn't getting the grades that they were supposed to get, then I was also in trouble. Somehow right? it was on us. And that's the part that's I'm like, us. hello. Anyway, continue. Yeah, it was on us. Um, in addition, it made me also a high achiever, right? Because mm-hmm. you wanted to people please, right? I, I got into this mm. like, you know, and I think in African households, black households in general, like children are seen, they're not heard, right? Yes. So the way that they see you is by the actions and like how you help and assist in the household that you get good grades, right? But I wasn't heard, I wasn't able to vocalize, I wasn't able to be emotive or have feelings, right? And so, uh, and then being the eldest, then you had to have the burden of being almost like another mother in the household, right? And taking care of your mm. siblings. And I think about that, like my brother and I are about a year apart, right? So, I mean, he he was he was with me, right? But then I think about when my sister came at eight years old, I'm a parent, you know, like they don't care. Full-fledged. <laughs> I was doing that girl's hair, like, you know, I was taking mm-hmm. care of her and she probably has no memory of that. She doesn't remember it at all, no. She doesn't care, you know, she'd probably smash my face down she had an issue with me, you know, but like, mm-hmm. not really, but- She could try you know. it. <laughs> and you think about that, like you think about the parent relationship. So then you're doing <sighs> all of these and making these sacrifices. They're not your children. And mm-hmm. then when they start being disrespectful, cause everyone has this like face. Yes. Hold up, like you need me. So and, it's the and, power struggle then. Yep. The power struggle of like, you better mm-hmm. listen to me, right? And so you become a fixer. You become Olivia Pope in your households, right? Ooh. And it's not healthy for you. Child. Oh my God. So oh. yes, I, I, man, there's so many, there's so many moments I'm thinking about. And then, and then there's like the, for me, it got to the point where my parents would then be like, why do you think that you can make all these decisions by yourself? And I was like, cause you made me make them. You made me make Listen, like me and my mother had to have a conversation because she was like, um, it was, it was like one conversation that we were having. She's like, you know, you're so you're independent to a fault, right? She's like, you think you can just make these decisions. You're not my peer. You're my child. And I was like, since when? <laughs> <laughs> you to be you. And then you oh, need to like, you know? talk about it. It's yeah. like, literally you've trained me to, to think on your behalf and I, I can't get the responsibilities, but none of the privileges. It doesn't work like that. Girl, so you, so essentially, you know, if mm. we're going to put therapized language to this, you learn <laughs> to abandon yourself, right? To please mm-hmm. others. So I yes. think 
oldest children, especially, you know, women, children in the household Mm -hmm. tend to, and even our mothers, right? Like tend to abandon themselves to please other people. Right. And I don't think it's healthy for, and we know this to be true. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy for ourselves and it's not healthy for the people like in our lives. Right. Right. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm Googling, I'm searching. Right. And I, and I went, we were about to do an episode about public, uh, service officials are not our saviors. And it got me thinking into like saviors. And I'm like, wait, our oldest siblings, do we have a savior complex? Cause sometimes we think like savior complex is like white folks who go to Africa Mm. and try to take care of people and take pictures with, you know, selfies with African children and Mm -hmm. it's black. Right. Yeah. Um, But let's think about this. Like, are we, because if you think about the word savior, it means like you're trying to save someone, right? From hurt or harm or dis, you know, like, you know, poor decision-making. So, you know, now I'm going to postulate this question to you. Like, do you think before I kind of run down a, a list of, of what oh. it could be, like, do you think uh, we've been kind of made to be saviors in our households? I, I think so. And the reason why I would say that is because I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier. What we were saying earlier is I know at least in my household, if I wasn't looking around corners and if I wasn't actively looking for someone to save and they fell, it was like my responsibility, right? Whether that was, oh, so-and-so is out with their friends and they're not studying. If I saw that trajectory and I didn't say anything, I didn't um, call it out or or worse, I didn't fix it myself without being told, I felt like Um, I was reprimanded for that. And I think that definitely, um, oh my God, trigger moment. That definitely takes me to like, even when I was in college, I remember the first day of my freshman year, I was like, I was establishing like rules for all of us in the community and everybody just fell in line. And then one person was just like, like, hello, you know, we're peers, right? And I was like, yeah, but the system's going to work for everybody. If there's any part of this that you're not, you know, cool with, let us know, and then we can readjust, but we're going to have a system. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it stuck. It stuck for the whole year. And some of us ended up moving into other apartments and that just became the norm. Yeah. And so I realized from an early age that like in any space that I come into, I'm automatically like assigning myself that role. Unless there's somebody I feel really, really, really comfortable with who I'm like, okay, that person has their shit together. And it's usually another black woman. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it's not even you can do. It's like, we're going to do it together. I'm going to help you. So the burden's not on your shoulders by yourself. Right. And that definitely comes into play when you're talking about friendships and relationships. And it's just been so crazy, but I think there is a a certain uh, portion of like the savior mentality. I think we were trained trained to do that even even like something as simple as like when you go to people's houses and oh man if my mom had to tell me to offer to do the dishes before I offered <laughs> you know that thing like you know it's like nobody's finished no eating. manners bruh if you okay? don't do the dishes listen and it's and it's timing too it's like if you do it too early and people are still eating you're rushing everybody and yeah. that was wrong but if you wait too long and someone is at the sink before you, then you're also too late and you're also wrong. And so having to like literally surveillancing everybody eating like, okay, one, two, there's two plates, two Come forks. On. Okay, cool. I can grab this and this and still, you know what I mean? At such a young age. Anyway. You, know, you are anticipating other people's needs and yes. you're not attuned with your own needs, right? Yes. Okay. So you, you, you said that beautifully now. Okay. So in this article, give me, give me the, give me the details. Okay, how did so I, how did I do that? <laughs> um, you're often very attracted to people who are super vulnerable because you look at them as like fixer up projects. Oh! Number one, um, you try to change people often, right? And I don't think. Let me go down the list because you know I got comments. Right? 
So um, you I, was like, I don't know if I like that one. Keep going. And then it says um, you always need to find a solution or you're very solution oriented oh, or driven, yes. right? Um, you make excessive personal sacrifices. Ain't nobody asked you to do now one of the things you're doing, right? Um, and then, and then, wait, can I add to that one? And then you also get pissed when they don't recognize it. Siblings, oh, that's, that's, part, that's here. They said, also, they said, you think you're the only one who can help. Um, mm. So you t- you're kind of like taking on a parental role or an advisory role, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you think your way is the best way. Um, and you help for the wrong reason. So you believe your needs matter less, number one, and mm. you do it because it's the right thing to do, right? Do you ever like oh. sit back and you're like, um, I don't necessarily want to do this right now, but it's the right thing to do, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. all the time. So you abandon your oh. needs, right? And it can be simple things. Like my sister, I started my first day of PTO um, and my sister asked me to take her to the airport. She had an early morning flight. Uber's like, not that much. I could even subsidize that. Like, here you go, right? But I decided to like forsake my PTO, right? And like not sleep in so I could take her. Cause it was, and, and that's a really small thing. Of course you take your family member to the airport. But it's right? all those little things that it's, add it's up. The little decisions that add oh, up child. because I could, we literally, I live 10 minutes away from the airport. You know, on the opposite end, it's not going to cost that much for you to get an Uber and let me sleep in, right? And I don't really sleep in like that to begin with. So there's so many things. Yes, yes, go. Can I respond to that? Yeah. Something that bugs me about my my siblings is that if, like, it's so crazy to me. Ooh, I'm triggered. Trigger warning, y'all. Okay. (laughs) So when we were younger, right? For me, I felt like it was never socially acceptable for me to ask my parents for stuff like that. Like, not like I like I had to figure out my own way. But then my sibling would be like, "Can you walk me across the street?" Da, 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 da. I, I I was I was ten years younger than you doing this shit by myself, and somehow the rules freaking ch- I'm triggered, y'all. I'm triggered. <laughs> that ride thing, like even till this day, like if I'm coming home, I don't ask anybody to come pick me up from the fucking airport. But my sibling will be like, can you come take me? I need to go get groceries and I need my snacks, mom. Da, 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 da. And she's all over it. And I'm like, what the fuck? You entitled little. Then we're, then we end up being upset that our yes. not I had to, I had to learn our aid when you know, when our siblings can and do do that, I went to my little brother and was like, yo, stop asking mom for money, bro. Like, you can hook me up, you know, like, don't do that. You know, like you're asking a, you know, essentially a woman who, you know, needs to be taking care of herself. Right. And, and, and not asking, like, you should be asking me, but he has more control, mm. like shame around asking me than my mom. Same with my sister. My sister had her wisdom teeth removed. I was like, wisdom teeth, bro. Like, take it on the chin. You know, like you don't need anybody. Right. <laughs> she, she told my mom, it's not acceptable. I need you to be there. It's, I need you to be with me. I need you to take days off. Oh, mom yes. flew into Memphis, took care of my Shut the- for a week for wisdom teeth, nigga. Like for me, I would have never, bro. Listen, you know? listen, let me tell you, let me tell you, I got my wisdom teeth removed. I told no one about it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, by force, I had to sign to get someone to drive me home. That's the only thing. Right. And that family member, thankfully, because I, and it was only by chance that she knew about it. And I was like, I, I have to legally have somebody, well, not legally, but like by the procedures of the, of the hospital or whatever it was, I have to have somebody drive me home. And, and she's the one, because I was so out of it. I had all four of mine removed at once. Yeah. So I was like, hi, as a damn kite. She stayed, but my mom found out from her and was like, She's like, oh, like, I didn't know that you needed anybody. I'm surprised you're so strong. And I was like, I wasn't going to ask you no way. <laughs> so, why? so, Afnan, 
you've abandoned yourself and Whoa. your support systems yeah, to just episode. do it yourself you appreciate not necessary. this why is this necessary for you to do that and not ask for assistance you know it's and conditioning it- and i'm i'm learning to get better i'm learning to get better but this we, can we just call this the trigger episode because I, I, trigger warning the whole episode right but the thing is i thought about it and my sister was like why do i need to struggle you know she was like i have oh. i fully expect y'all and it uh, fully expect y'all to come to my aid but i see it as like a sense of entitlement when i see yes. her and mashallah my sister is amazing right she, we love her just like, let's be clear and uh, you know not talking poorly about her and i actually think the way that she it's healthy it's normal to her needs is actually very very healthy where Listen. i'm over here abandoning myself on a daily basis like to i think there's a balance yeah is a balance i see it sometimes when oh. i was not as woke to my feelings and not seeking you know the the help of a therapist um i thought it's like entitlement i was like bro you're entitled for why Just you know spoiled. like Mm. I was like, I, I moved from one city to the next, to the next, to the next for a period of like five years with two suitcases and a Southwest airline ticket, you know, yeah. <laughs> nigga, I never had nobody behind me, but why, why is that? That's horrible. Why did I do that to myself? You know, it's, you know what? I'm going to be honest. Let's, let's take it a level deeper mm-hmm. for me. It's also very painful to put your hand out knowing the, the, the response. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to lie. By the time that my, my, my family didn't really move me out like that. Like, so they, my mom dropped me off and she wasn't even going to come with me initially. It was because yeah. my aunt was like, this is a big moment. We have to be there. But my mom was literally like, you got gas money for me to take you to your freshman. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where we were at. Right. And I love my mom. We have a great relationship. So I don't want to send the wrong, but that's just, that's just how it was. It was like, you know what I mean? When I went to tour colleges, I went by myself. My mom didn't, cause she didn't even know where the hell I was going. She didn't even oh, know. Yeah. Anyway. So when, when it came time for me to move out my freshman year, I hired a no bullshit. Okay. I hired a taxi driver who was nice to me. And I was like, listen, I got all this stuff to move out. So can you just help me take trips back and forth and I'll pay you this amount? Because I didn't, I wasn't old enough to get like a, a U-Haul at that point. Right. Because I think I was still like 19. I wasn't even 21 yet. Um, or 18 or something like that. And so I moved all of my stuff into a, you, uh, um, uh, what is it called? The storage units. Yeah. I moved it into storage my freshman year. Um, and then I came home on thinking like a Greyhound ticket. Okay. That's from freshman year. You you see what I'm saying? So then when it's like a whole move in party for my brother, I was like, for fucking what? For why? For why? But you know what? I realize now it's because I didn't even, and I, and even now, if I have to ask someone for help, I'm either, I would rather take the pain of doing it by myself because I can depend on me more than like the give and take and that tension between asking somebody for something. They're like, but why? And I'm busy. I hate feeling like I'm begging anybody for shit. Like if I say, Hey, by chance, can you, and I get even the little slightest in your voice that you may not be. I'm like, Nope, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Because it's just, and I think that's a trauma response. It's like totally. being conditioned to not having your needs met. One of my friends and I were talking just last night and she's like, she has, you know, two adorable kids. And she was like, I was like, I think about my, our parents having like seven kids, right? I'm the oldest of yeah. seven and I don't know how they did it. And she's like, they didn't girl. We raised ourselves. And then the last few got all the attention. They did. They did. And then they see you as a strong, independent person, mm-hmm. right? And you're, we're, a, we're a subset of the, of our parents and we're another resource to them. And I yeah, was like, we're another resource. And then- they don't see us 
probably as any a person that needs aid or assistance yes. right where yes. my mom the other day i could not believe it we went my sister and her we all went to a restaurant again atlanta's open right <laughs> so we go to a restaurant and then my i said mom so you visited hassan uh like in Gainesville, she was like, no, I stopped in Valdosta, Valdosta, which is maybe three and a half hours for her, an hour and a half for him. So it wasn't even 50-50, you know? And yeah. then guess what the lady gave him? Tea, because he really wanted Somali tea. And I said, nigga, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, I went to school an hour and 15 minutes from the house and you ain't never, never you come never to visit, visit. nothing. So then you think about wow. the trauma, right? The self-abandonment, the, uh, we've Ooh. been kind of given and assigned this like strong independent trope that doesn't serve us, right? Nope. And then we have this- Where like, can we throw these away? Throw it away. <laughs> and then we have this fixer mentality for all Ooh. of our relationships, right? Mm. Where to the point where you're anticipating other people's needs before your own, right? Mm. And so let's let's talk about ways in which we can overcome kind of the savior complex. <laughs> Cause I think this, this can go on forever. I hope you guys literally conversation in your own households or friend groups. And, re and real quick, before you get into that, Fada, I want you to talk about that. Right. But if you are, if you are an oldest child, first of all, we, we see you sis. Okay. Especially if you're a female. Right. Mm -hmm. And we understand that while we may have been like this, we don't have to continue to keep being like this. And that's yeah. what Fada is going to get into. I hope. Exactly. Right. But if you are one of the little, I'm going to try to use my word carefully. If you are a younger sibling, right? I hope from this conversation, what you're trying to, what you're starting to take away is one, it, it's maybe an opportunity for you to tap into your oldest siblings and be like, do you feel like I'm entitled? Like, have you had these feelings? And just see what they say, just yeah. see what they say. And just know, just, just don't engage in that conversation if you don't have bandwidth for there to be a little bit of a sharp response. Like, yeah. yes, nigga, you did it, right? That might be the initial response, but just try to maybe <laughs> open it with like, or maybe look back at other situations that you guys have had, like conflicts or whatever that may be, and have a different understanding of what their perspective may be, what their experience mm -hmm. may have be, um, have have been, excuse me, because I think this is so important. This is yeah. so important. But yes, but I help us I get our lives together. Like Tell us these roles, right? That we're all taking on, right? Mm -hmm. I think naturally being the eldest sibling, then you're looking to fix and then they're waiting for you to fix their problems mm -hmm. too, right? So I think if we're all a little more tuned with what we're mm -hmm. typically doing, we can break cycles when we know what yeah. we're doing, right? But if you're yeah. kind of just moving and not thinking about how you're moving, then that can be problematic. And the thing is at the end of the day, you're only in control of yourself, right? Always. So again, if you're a younger sibling, you know, maybe come to the aid of your eldest sibling because they're not the best at communicating that um, or asking, for, or help. asking yeah. for it, right? And then, you know, for us, we need to like take a step back. I think sometimes for me, I often assist when it's not necessary. No one's asked me to do it, right? But I'm just, even my friend the other day, um, I, I don't know why, I always drive and pick her up. I'm just, cause it's like, in, she lives in town. So I'm just like, okay, like we're gonna go somewhere. I was like, I'll just come scoop mm. you. And then the other day she was like, girl, you love to drive. Yeah, come pick me up. And I said, huh, what? Like, <laughs> hold up. Lies, wait, 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 wait. who, who you told know, you this? It's, it is because I like to be in control. I don't really like how other people yeah. drive, right? I kind of whip the car a little more and I think women kind of drive like Miss Daisy a little bit, you know? Yes. And so. That, and I want to be able to go home. If, if shit goes left, it's like, I'm driving, it's my car. Control, <laughs> control freaks. Control freaks in, in a sense of just like, I like to go home, right? Um, but uh, with her, I was just like, okay, these are things that I'm doing that's not necessary, right? Mm. And so taking a step back 
And even yesterday we met up and I was like, yo, I'll see you at the restaurant. I was like, I'm breaking the cycle because it's just like, yes. necessary. Even though she yeah. lives in the direction, I was like, that's not, it's not necessary. You don't have to. You do not have it's discretionary to, right? effort that we could save when we really need it. Yeah. So I think, you know, one thing that we mm. do as older siblings is not come to the aid when it's not, no one's asked us. Like, of course we want our loved ones to know that we'll be helpful. Right. But I think the way that you do it is saying like, Hey, um, let me know if you need any help. So it puts the onus on them. Right. Yes. Um, and not saying I can help out with this. Right. And then when they do seek your guidance, wait, mm-hmm. wait to see how they want, want you to participate in their life and show up and kind of help them. Cause mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this. Right. But mm-hmm. allow them to kind of like guide help you in that effort. That right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are Ooh. kind of my main things. Cause I think it's going to lean and lead in the direction of burnout. You're not going to be, you know, connected to yourself and your needs and attuned to your needs. And if your sis, if you don't want to take your sis to the airport, you don't got to take her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what? Another trigger moment. So there was, there was this, there was a moment in college where I think it was in my junior year and one of my um, advisors who I had a class with my marketing professor, um, I was like, coming to her about like something like about this group paper. And I was like, well, you said we have to do this as a group, but they're taking too long. So can I just submit it on our behalf? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, if not something you're going to have to learn is you need to give people space to make their mistakes when they make them. Yeah. And just because you see it, you don't get to go around telling people, well, let me help you out. And let's no, you, yes, it's helpful to, to want to help people shorten their learning curve and to, you know, learn lessons quickly and fail fast. That's awesome. But you got to give people space for their journeys. And if they go get an F, let them get, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't want an F though. They were like, <laughs> she's like, sometimes you're just going to have to take the L. Like you don't want to be like the Lori Loughlin of your life, right? Like pay your daughter to go into USC. Like they've never fell, you know, like let your, I think a lot of becoming and becoming yourself and evolving in the self evolution process within your entire Mm -hmm. life is falling, waiting and like, and and then taking, taking it in grace. Right. And like waiting for the next step. But like, if no one allows you to fall and kind of wait and kind of, kind of look internally into the knowing of yourself. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, how do you trust yourself at the end But you know what? Here's the thing. I, this is just for me. I almost wish that sometimes some somebody stepped in. And don't get me wrong. I definitely had support. I had people who stepped in, mentors, people in the community who, oh my God, did a men- tremendous, tremendous amounts for me. So I don't want to make it seem like I really was solo dolo. But there was a lot of moments where compared to like my siblings experience, I think I was a, a lot more independent. But I will say there were moments where I was like, damn, I don't, I wish I didn't have to learn it this part. I wish I didn't have to do it. And I think subconsciously kind of going back to like the love language we had talked about several episodes ago, it's like people give what they really in- inherently wish people would give them. Yeah. Right. There's a whole TikTok on this where your love language is likely the area of neglect that in, in your childhood. Yes. Yeah. Facts. 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 You know? And so Ooh. it's fascinating, right? But it, <laughs> I think it's all about knowing thyself right and looking internally and like come on dude if you don't know yourself and why you're doing what you're doing whether it's like older children like placement or childhood kind of experience or even like you know just life experiences you're going to fall victim to yourself and your fears on a daily basis bro yes you know literally and it's going to show up in so many different areas of your life everywhere it's going to show up everywhere you know and so Mm. I think, you know, we have, and I keep saying this because I'm like, dang, like we are 
like I think you brought up a good point around like um not like you want someone to be attuned to your needs and give you lots of reassurance to kind of show up for you and anticipate your needs that's likely not gonna gonna happen happen. I've seen it in maybe maybe a few of my friends relationships where they're like spouse will anticipate their needs but you know that could be kind of harmful or like uncomfortable for someone right because you're thinking I want someone to do what I've been doing for other people right you know is not healthy to begin with at all what where I see I feel like my sister is successful you know in the sense that she expresses her needs she expresses why she needs it and like why she's holding you to the standard and then she expects you to show up for her right and so I, I, I think, of course, you know, we all have work that we need to do, right? I can see that that, I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, yeah, like you, ask value there, it, you expect it, you know, and people show up for you on the other end, you know, if you're kind of that only strong, independent child, right. Or like the oldest sis, sibling, sisters specifically, you're going to be sitting in the corner real sad that no one's showing up for you because mm. you're not expressing your needs. Unless you're on a trip with some other older sisters and then somebody be like, have you eaten? (laughs) I Exactly. But like, you also need to know what you want and what you're looking for and what your needs are. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You know what? And as much as I'm saying like, oh, I'm triggered. Like I'm aware of these things. Alhamdulillah. Like therapy has highlighted a lot of this. And so I recognize it in my siblings and it's been difficult over the years. I have made a very concerted effort to step back. And you'd be like, you're like, my mom will call me, your sister did. I said, good luck with your child. (laughs) Me too. I I used to, I used to be super involved. Like what grades did you get this semester? Do I need to come talk to your professor? I'd be like, you graduate? When you graduate? When? uh, mm -hmm. Just let me know when the graduation is. Yeah, I'll be there. And matter of fact, let me know if you even want me to come at this point. (laughs) I'm not going to assume that you want, you know what I mean? Like you let me know. You let me know. And I've had a lot more peace. So that's it. Right. That's a really healthy response of like, let me know how I need to show up for you. Right. And allow other people to articulate what they want from you. And then at that yep. point, you make the decision around if you want, want to show to up to participate. Come on, bro. Like, and that's everything. I think therapy is great. I think being introspective and reading really helps too. Yes. Journaling is really excellent about like expressing Amazing. yourself because mm-hmm. if you're so often abandoning your needs, right? You don't know what your needs are. And so yeah. at some point when people are like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know. You know, yes. anytime I've been posed that question, <laughs> no, that's- I'm like, just like uncomfortable. I'm like, what, what do you mean? What are you looking for? So uh, writing is like, journaling has been reflection amazing for me yeah and so I, I i'm not the best at it i almost have to just go and then stuff starts coming out and so yeah. therapy too i told my therapist i was like lady i don't remember a lot so i don't know how this is gonna work so she had to come up with a like a, a different method and the method to like pull right? and you know kind of yeah because i'm not someone who's like this happened and this happened and this happened you know what i think all of us oldest do that like it's like oh damn we did have this and this and this and then people are just like oh my god that's so traumatic i said child i don't even remember till you asked me remember right but you know what you know what another thing that's been really healing for me I've had a lot of these conversations with my siblings already and I've had my younger siblings say I didn't know you needed me there and I'm gonna make a concerted effort to try to anticipate more of your needs and to be responsive the first time I think you're asking for something even if I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to do because it's a new space for me your loved so one all I wanted there for you too you yes know? And even for your mom yeah 
Oh, I had a conversation with my mom. Of course, me too, right? But your mother <laughs> wants to be there for you, right? But yeah. they just don't know how to show up when yes. you're when you sh- when Ugh. you look like the hyper independent child that doesn't need them. Yep. And you have to both be willing to relearn your guys' like dance together. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and and it's it's very awkward, I'll say, to have like reteaching your parent how to love you as you are now, because they might remember the child version of you. And what you were willing to deal with, and what you were willing to expect, accept, and then when you're changing your standards for yourself, and what you know your happiness and your and you want your life to look like, that can be difficult, especially when in, at first they're resistant and they might like push back mm-hmm. and sometimes reflect and deflect some of their own, because then they'll do it to themselves. They'd be like, "When I was your age, I had to do da 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 da," and again that trauma response because they weren't able to have those conversations, and so exactly. it's been really really helpful. And yeah, we have to break the cycle. And sometimes it's painful, but I'm really grateful that I was able to like have that conversation with my mom. And I was like, yeah, you butt heads with me because you taught me how to be like this. And then, you know, at one point she started laughing. She said, damn, I did create you. I said, you sure as hell did. And then because some of the things that my mom experienced were as the older she was boxed in, she also gave me a lot of freedom in terms of like travel, do the things that you want to do. And so then I was like, I'm out, peace. It was like, where the hell do you think you Where are? You? you know what I mean? <laughs> then it was like, you raised me to be this way. You understand that, right? And you understand this is where it comes from. She's like, oh, she's like, okay, I can give you a little bit more slack. My bad. <laughs> and I'm hypersimplifying that for sure. Like oversimplifying, excuse me. It was definitely like years and several, several conversations of attempting and then walking away and attempting. But yeah. it's giving me peace. It's still triggering. When Fada will bring it up, I'd be like, these little niggas. <laughs> siblings you know we love them so fascinating I think I'm a little more I'm I'm grateful and I think you have a sibling that's really close in age and so it kind of took a little bit of the burden but it also kind of was a mirror to like how much he wasn't helping versus you know what the expectation of you know me being able to start so funny so yeah guys you know like comment share talk about kind of how you know this kind of savior complex or kind of the traumas that have your life because Mm -hmm. because you're the eldest or the oldest daughter and so yeah tap in with us we want to continue this discussion after we log off here yeah let us know are you the oldest or are you the younger one and and have you have you done any of these things we want to definitely keep the conversation going but definitely rate and review we will see you next time peace bye y'all